Hello and welcome. We have Untitled Episode 8. Not only is this Veterans Day week, November 8th. What? But it is also the inaugural episode with a brand new mic. That is right. Here at Untitled, we are making investments for our fans. We love you all and we want to give you the best podcast experience known to man. Today, November 8th, we have special guest, family member, veteran? No way, we have them all in one today with Michael Fioni. Welcome to the show, Mike. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you, man. So we have what I'm going to call today as the Veterans Day Special. We're going to do a brand new segment. It's, uh, it's something we want to do every now and then called Questions. In this particular case, it's the theme Questions for a Veteran. Uh, just an FYI, we have a sponsorship, Junkyard Monkey Fitness, I'm going to get into a little bit later, that is sponsoring that very patriotic segment. One of the most patriotic things we're going to do all of today. We also, right after that, are going to do a little bit of a weekend recap, talk about just about whatever Mike wants to talk about, which hopefully is not too much about the Vikings or the NFC North, but we're going to get into it all, college football, maybe a little bit of NFL, maybe baseball. I don't know. Hang in. We'll see what's going on. After that, we're going to do some what's hot, what's not, my favorite segment, a fan favorite segment of us all. And then we're going to go on to the people's top 10. Week 11, Mike. Holy shit. Can you believe that we're on week 11 of college football already? Uh, you know, I kind of just, after watching Iowa the first three weeks, I kind of just quit watching college. It's, I watched the big games, but... Well... Iowa is now an offensive juggernaut after beating what Northwestern and Purdue. So we're going to have to see about that one, Mike. After the people's top 10, we're going to finish up with a themed locks game, and that is going to be veterans locks so that you'll see a little bit of a special theme. We have some system plays for today, so that should be a whole lot of fun, guys. Well, once again, thanks for joining us, Mike. Did you do anything fun over the weekend? Uh, went out to the bars in Belmont. Um, Kate was gone in North Carolina this weekend, so I went home. And just went out to the bars Friday night. And just went to the bowling alley and, you know, came home and did basically nothing for the rest of the weekend. You turn yourself into a kingpin, Mike? I think my highest game I pulled was 75 or 80, I think. It was not good. You know, I hear it's all about who has the most fun, though. I heard you get you had a weekend with your buddies that was just as similar to the Hangover movies. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it's so. When is Caitlin gonna decide to stop working her life away and maybe like enjoy some weekends? What do you mean? She you, always plans weekends out. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. All I know is she's working. Uh, when she's not working for the county, she's working for Let There Be Lights. And you're over there just hopeless husband, not not getting much satisfaction from your wife. Not in that way, but not getting all the fun events of uh, a normal person who has a social life. Uh, you know, she mostly works on the nights that I'm gone. So, like... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding horrible. with you. I'm just shitting with you, dude. <laughs> well, my weekend was pretty much just watching some football games, and then after watching the Packers kind of shit the bed, I decided to have an actual fun Sunday afternoon. I think that's what I'm kind of excited about now that I'm liking a mediocre team. After, you know, play your 11 o'clock game, and right afterwards, you just enjoy life like a normal human being. You know what I mean? Yeah, you've had plenty of seasons being a mediocre team. Don't give me the whole, yeah, I'm 7-1 and one right now. I'll just kick rocks, Travis. Well, I mean, the Vikings have been mediocre for the last, ever since I've been alive, but... <laughs> I, mean, we're, I mean, we're not blessed to have two back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterbacks either. Don't, aren't you jealous about me right now, though? Because I get to, like, go have fun after our games now. I'm excited for the noon games so I can, like, go enjoy the rest of my life like a normal person. Uh, you know, I don't have to sit around and be like, oh, yeah, I'm excited for football now because I've kind of given up. Like, there's a sense of satisfaction there, dude. You know, it's acceptance. I had denial the first couple podcasts, and I'm just kind of accepting that we might make the wild card. But we're at a point where we didn't make any moves. Our offense can't statistically change when you don't make any different moves. So, anyways, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more later. But, I mean, today was a big day. Today was voting. Well, we can talk a little politics, Mike. You excited about that? No. Did you go vote though? I was going to, and then I just decided to come home real fast and just sour and get on here. Dude, Vicky would be so pissed at you right now. Gra- I know she would. Grandma she Vicky is like. Grandma Vicky is watching Fox News right now, making like a thing of popcorn for her and Grandpa. She's probably wearing her Miss uh, I Support 45 or something shirt. I forget what it is, but she's definitely just, once she hears this podcast, you're, you're done with Mike. Did I, you go I actually did, yeah. I kind of, uh, you know, I, I, <laughs> I didn't really look too much into it. I didn't even remember that it was coming up on election day per se until grandma texted me because I live in Minnesota now and she's like, you gotta go vote because she's like super into it. But I actually did go vote. And Minnesota's really fucking weird, dude. Like two of the, there was like four main political parties that you could see. And back in Iowa, I was just used to Republicans and Democrats. But now they have like the legalized marijuana now um, party. They have the Democrat Farmers Labor Party. And they have Republicans. And then for the fourth one, they have the grassroots, like, um, weed legalizing 
party. It's weird, dude. Literally, half of their parties had something to do with marijuana. <laughs> dude, dude, it was weird. I'd never seen anything like it. They, like, are so stoked about trying to get this whole weed thing passed. And I've never seen anything more than, like, libertarians, uh, Republicans, and Democrats. So... I was so confused. Basically, you could create whatever party you want just based off of one particular subject you're interested in. So, so which one did you go in there and vote for? Dude, I, dude, I fucking like, I went hard on the let's smoke marijuana now. <laughs> no, 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 dude. I, uh, I actually just looked at the names and I was deciding which one sounds most Italian and I voted for them. So, yeah, dude, I'm like a jack of all trades. I basically decided that it's time that we stop going with non-Italian. Uh, there's been a lack of Italian candidates inside the U.S. political parties and I thought it was time that we make a stance against it. So I made a big move. I made a big move on it, dude. I voted for Italians. Also, it kind of makes me think if you had to make one new like party based off of one particular thing, what would you do? Because I already knew exactly what I would do. Like if like since it seems like Minnesota just comes out with a ton of different political parties, in one second I would instantly make us uh, let make sports betting legal. Like I would literally make that political party if it actually had some ground. Yeah, dude. It's it's insane. Minnesota's wild. They've opened my eyes to so many different things. I so you might not know this. <laughs> you you might not know this because you're from Iowa, but a little bit ago in Minnesota, they uh Republicans actually like did not pass or they accidentally passed like CBD and small amounts of edibles to be legal. And you could like sell them. And there was like an uproar a little while back. So people like in Minnesota just got a hint of it. And they were like going crazy creating political parties. So like this whole development is insane in Minnesota. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, dude. It's wild. You guys only have like political parties that have like DUIs, right? <laughs> no dude I'm just I'm pulling your nail I'm mostly Iowan yet I always tell people that I'm Minnesota now but I'm not fully Minnesotan there's certain parts of me that just don't want to be part of that system so no dude it was uh it was fun dude I watched a shit ton of movies this weekend I watched uh Pink Panther you remember those Dude, Steve Martin is ageless, though. I could I could watch him when I'm 80 and still have the same amount of satisfaction I did this weekend. He's it was so like so weirdly funny. I watched both of them right after the Packer game. I was trying to think of something to do to get my mind off of it all, and I just decided to like binge the Pink Panther. So that's all I did Sunday afternoon. I like followed my fantasy team and all the scores, but I just literally watched movies, and that's about it. Oh, dude, you gotta like try out some new stuff. You're one of those guys that just like binge the office and criminal minds. You got like too much of my sister in you right now. What do you 
Oh, dude, did you see, did my mom, uh, Jerry Tet, kind of send you a message that she got something the other day? It was like a podcaster thing, like new movie. It was called Vengeance. No, she never texted me that. Oh, dude, she doesn't love you the same as me, dude. How's that feel? Dude, second best. You're like second favorite these days. Well, you already missed out. She, like, rented The Vengeance. She literally probably just saw that it was a movie about podcasting. And she's like, yeah, Travis could relate the fuck to this. And I could not relate to that guy at all. He was, like, a political, like, journalist. And I'm, like, a dude that just makes up lists on podcasts. <laughs> so, like, we are quite the same. Uh, but No, I like the idea. She's, like, trying to be, like, the old person that kind of, like gets in and real she tries to connect with me even though she like it might be too far gone no dude she's trying but it was it was an okay movie i mean i wouldn't watch it again but it was kind of good to watch on a boring monday so i was i was going with it yeah anyways uh outside of that that's kind of the yeah, and it, so that was my weekend. That sounds like a ton of fun. Oh, dude, Rat Race, actually. You ever seen Rat Race? It's like a 2002 movie. It's got, like, Smash Mouth comes into it at the end. It's the most 2000s movie I've ever seen in my life. I can't. I, I've definitely not seen Rat Race. Well, it's on Netflix right now. Give it a watch because that is the movie that actually got me into gambling. It's so funny, dude. It's got Seth Green in it. It's got... Who else was it? it you'll, you'll know the faces. I can't remember the dude's name. He was the main character. He's kind of got a middle part. Kind of like what I'm trying to do now, by the way. You couldn't see it because I'm wearing a beanie right now, but I got a middle part now. and I'm kind of rocking it too, Mike. But that's beyond the point. Watch Rat Race. If you want to get like into betting, I watched this senior year of college and it changed my life. All of a sudden, I like was addicted to DraftKings after watching it. And it's fucking funny. Anyways, I'm going to stop talking about movies, Mike, because I know you just want to talk about sports. So, first segment. Um, new sponsor alert, baby. No, technically, same sponsor. But we have questions for a veteran. This is sponsored by Junkyard Monkey Fitness. Believe it or not, but Drew kind of went into this. So Drew is the owner of Junkyard Monkey Fitness. He went into this and he actually wanted to do something for like veterans PTSD to have proceeds go towards that. I have no idea what their accounting books look like, but when I brought up the idea of him sponsoring questions for a veteran, he actually loved the idea because they're kind of actually about that. But anyways, if you're interested in getting absolutely ripped, or ladies, if you're looking to tone up the body a little bit, get on a strict workout plan. I mean, even Michael over here, who's kind of cuffed up and has got the ring on it and everything, he still wants to look good, feel good. Well, if you want to look the best shape in your life, look no further. Junkyard Monkey Fitness. And if you want to also look stylish while hanging out in the gym, you know, maybe getting on the elliptical, doing some dumbbell curls, not only buy his new program, which is certified to the max, but also buy his new merch. He came out with a new merch drop, so he's looking to sell hoodies, t-shirts, long sleeves, and maybe sweatpants, question mark. Anyways, 
I'm going to leave the link in the bio of this particular episode. Junkyard Monkey Fitness, the best in the program. Emphasis on program. Make sure you go to his Facebook page and send him a message saying Travis sent you for 20% off your first program or merch drop. Either or. Junkyard Monkey Fitness, best in the business. Moving forward, questions for a veteran. Michael, uh, do you have a favorite memory uh, or prominent story from being overseas or being on base? Either or. You guys have like a fun weekend out one of those days. Maybe you all just got together. I don't know, hit the strip club or something. I think that's what I remember most about Jacksonville. I have a funny story about the strip club actually, but that's not my favorite memory. Um, <laughs> Like a drill sergeant?
Like yeah, that's exactly what I anticipated. Like ACDC shit. And I don't listen to any of it. What, like, what do you... What would you listen to, I guess? Like, would you bring the speaker into the, like, what do you call it? The, do you call them dormitories on bass? What, what is it again? They're called barracks. Oh, barracks, gosh. That sounds so much more formal. Um, in the barracks, let's say you had, like, a JBL speaker. People are pounding a couple beers or something before you go out. Like, are you, what are you guys, what are you bopping? What are you throwing on? You can't just throw on rock the whole night, dude. You got to mix in some, like, EDM, maybe something weird like that. A lot of it is country music. Oh, God, that I, I, I can't believe I didn't think of that right away. That would be yes. so mostly it's all country music, and it's kind of old country music to be honest, like early 2000s, 90s country music, a little bit of like new country music, like more Wallens. Yeah. Um, but they, a lot of people in the Marine Corps like the old style of country music. Right around your second wedding, uh, for anybody that's not familiar, Michael got married officially one time. I was there, my parents were there, and then he had a, a big one right after COVID and after he got back. Oh, hey, Mike, you want to tell a little bit about like where you were at? We totally skipped that portion of it. Your position, uh, where you were at base-wise, position, where you went to. Also been kind of killing it with the female gender, so 
I'm uh I'm dude, I'm working my numbers a little bit. Um also shout out to the 23 to through 27 age group. Almost 50%, <laughs> like we wouldn't have guessed. Anyways, we need to get back to we need to get back on schedule. Next question we have how would the Marine Corps face against the Imperial Empire of Star Wars? That would be the stormtroopers, Mike. I mean, that's not even like obviously the Imperial Empire would beat them. No, dude, no way. Well, yeah, but we have the Air Force. We have Space Force, but... Oh, let's say... Let's say... I don't know, let's say that everything with technology is equal between us and this fictional Star Wars. Do you think we'd really lose to them? Like, Stormtroopers? They never hit their shot, dude. You know how many times, like, Han Solo and even, like, I don't know. All of them, you see P3, C3PO, am I saying that right? C3PO and, like, all those robots were walking around these, like, stormtroopers. So I have a hard time thinking that they're going to hit a shot on us, like, the entire Marine Corps, but hey, you know them better than I do if you think that uh, the does, Imperial... Does the Imperial Army really have any logistics to how they fight, though? Yeah. Really show you? They shoot, like, red lasers, and they have a dictator as their boss, so... Yeah, but does it show you, like, any logistics? Like, do they plan out their fights, or do they just go fight? No, dude. They always get caught by surprise every single time. They never well, see yeah, it coming. Well, then, yeah, you, you have to take humans over... Because the Marine Corps, everything's, like, planned out. Hmm. Everything. Oh, yeah. I saw Top Gun. I know how it goes in there. <laughs> Great comparison. Dude, it is. Air Force and uh, Marine Corps. Tomato, tomato. Next question, what piece of equipment was most fun to use? I don't know, this can be anything that you you touch base with during your time, or anything you saw. The 50 cal. Uh, yeah, what is that? 50 caliber machine gun. Oh shit, yeah, thanks. It, I, it was the most... I would like to say it was probably better than like pulling the string of like a M triple seven, which is an artillery gun. Like the fifty cal is sweet. It just and then we had we had a uh, what are they called? Um, we had tracers on our rounds too, and it was because every third round is a tracer. So like that third round, you can see in the air because has like a red glint to the round. Oh, dude. It, it was so much fun to shoot. I, I mean, you feel like you have so much power behind it because it's like... Doo, 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 doo. <laughs> I like that visual. I feel like I'm there now, Mike. It was. I can now totally relate, though, because I'm putting myself into the campaign of Modern Warfare 2. I did play that and Call of Duty Black Ops 1, 2, and 3. So I'm well-versed with 
machine guns these days. Have you played the new COD? No, dude. I kind of quit video games right around junior year of high school, maybe. Like, you saw me. I, I never play video games these days. I literally, in college, all I did was watch Netflix on my Xbox. Or no, wait, I had a PS4. Actually, I do have a PS4. Dude, I never fucking play. That's how I keep up with all my buddies. Yeah, that's smart, like, too. Buddies, we, like, six of us play all the time. Yeah, that, that's something I would think about, but I don't know. This is also probably a way that I can keep up with people, too, that I don't talk too much, because you'd be surprised. People like to do this stuff, especially when I've done a couple episodes and it's not just, like, a one, two-time thing, and it, like, you know, after a little while, it just kind of fades. But I don't know. This is probably my thing that I use, too, because I get a lot of guests on here every once in a while. We have a little bit of fun, you know, live from fucking Ames, Iowa, best city in the world, had that Halloween special, now we got the Veterans Day special, straight from the FaceTime iPhone, Michael Fioni, hell yeah, dude, okay, um, moving on, what is the next one, oh, this is a good one, dude, you're gonna love this one, what do you call a military officer who goes to the bathroom a lot? No, dude, it's, take a guess. Dude, it's a lieutenant. How did you not know that? Like, a lieutenant? Like, come on, dude. Give me a little bit of a giggle. That was a fucking dope pit. That was a dope joke. I worked hard on that one. I mean, I was gonna say lieutenant, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, it's a lieutenant. Like in, like in uh, England, Europe area, they call it the loo. You know, come on, you're... Yeah, I've never been to England. Well, see, we have to branch out with our jokes now because we're an international podcast. We broke into the Philippines. Exactly, dude. Not only are people interested in the whole football thing, over there they actually call it soccer, so now I'm going to start calling it American football every time I associate that word, but I'm going to start making like international jokes, I'm going to become like 006 over here, or no, 007, 006 was a joke that they made on Rat Race, that's why it's fresh in my head, my bad guys, I knew, I knew who James Bond is. I mean, let's be honest. Does. American football, it makes no sense. Yeah, dude, you hardly ever use your foot in football. American football. But what would you call American football if it wasn't football? Dude, um, pigskins, maybe? Pigskins? Yeah, I don't know, like the thing, of, everybody call, people call it pigskins already. It seemed kind of normal to just call it pigskins or something. Big brain question. Uh, pass ball, run ball. <laughs> <laughs> throw ball, maybe? Yeah, throw ball. <laughs> Arm ball? Arm ball? Okay, next question, dude. Uh, why is the U.S. Air Force the most patriotic military branch? Uh, well, it's factually correct because they're USAF. 
Dude, that took you so long to get the joke. Yeah, they're USAF, dude. And I might have a little bit of a play on Air Force in my veteran locks. Dude, I love that I called it veteran locks for later segment. That's fucking dope. That I was running earlier today, and I was thinking I actually was not gonna pick make any picks this week. I was just gonna talk to you, talk about what happened over the weekend, and then when I was running, I'm like, dude, we need to call this shit veteran locks, and I'm just gonna like pick a couple, you know, teams and look at the you know the spreads before the podcast. So, uh, yeah, dude. What's up? No. Yeah, if you fucking hate America, maybe. All my Philippines people are going to, like, fade my picks, but I'm too American to not go with what I'm going to tell you guys to. Dude, I'm patriotic as hell, dude. I have a Veterans Day special on this international podcast. All right, um, that is actually it. Do you have any other notable stories that are uh, kind of cool viewers might be interested in? They pretty like clicky, like uh, what is it? Semper Fi, Marines, Army, Air Force. They all have like different stories to tell. Are they kind of different than each other? Actually, this makes me think. Remember pet bands and all these pet things for Veterans Day at high schoolers? Like, are you excited at one point when you're super old and wrinkly to wear your hat and be like, raise your hand and stand up for that certain time when they inevitably call you? No. <laughs> you don't like to be called out? disagree with you because if we got recognized for doing jack shit that's like our favorite thing in the world like here every once in a while i'll get like a 
$50 gift card for getting a star award or whatever. And I feel like I actually was just doing my regular job and they'll like call me out for doing something so obscure. And it's my favorite thing in the world. I'm eating $50 in Chipotle for doing something I do on an everyday basis. Like that's my dream. My balls hang so low when I get called out for doing something that I actually didn't do shit for. You know what I mean? Yeah, but in the military, it's just different because you know, like, you actually meet people that have done things, like, you know, gone to war, they've experienced it, right? And then when you're told, like, thank you for everything you do, and you haven't done anything really, it's kind of, like, awkward because you're like, I don't do anything. You know what I mean? (laughs) The only time we did anything is in the field. Yeah, you did go to Japan and stuff, though. I guess you didn't call that out, but you did go overseas and you worked with the refugee camps during your four years. So, I mean, you did do something. You're probably underestimating a little bit, but I get what you're saying because you didn't really see warfare and stuff and in different situations and different time periods, other people might have seen that. Inventory checks that frequently? Yes, you had to, they had to do inventory checks every single time you went off shift. And they, they check your, your pecs, which are like the lasers on the end of your rifle, your RCO, which is your scope. And then they check MBGs, your night vision. And we had a really dumb armory custodian, and they could never get counts right. So we would stay an hour after we were supposed to leave. So then by the time you get back, it's an hour drive back, you get eight hours of sleep, and then you get three to four hours of doing whatever you want, and then you go back on shift. And it was for like three months we did it. It was horrible. Do you guys, I mean, I know a lot of it was just children, women, family members, but you see any like freaky dudes? Maybe some dudes with like some teardrops tattooed on their eyes? No, uh, most of the most of the Afghans were really awesome people, and most of them worked with the military. Was over there, like they were players and stuff. But they're the 
Wait, did you say they'll have culture classes for them? Yeah, like culture classes. Really? Oh, wow. Do they have, like, offices in this whole camp, then, where people go in where it's, like, a classroom? Yeah, they would have classrooms. Oh, wow. That's neat. That, uh, so, th how big was this thing? Um, it really wasn't. They had to bring in contractors to set up huge living quarters for some. And it smelled disgusting in there. food at first I thought we were going to give them like the whole American experience and make them eat like McDonald's, Wendy's and Pizza Hut like every single day <laughs> give them like real American food like authentic food hamburgers, pizza you know, fries even though I think that's France but well they can't <laughs> we did our college try with like trying to culturally get away from hamburgers and pizza, so we gave him like the impossible burger. <laughs> it was uh... <laughs> sounds like a ton of money but when we're getting 30% of our income out each year and that's every person in America like we have a lot of money <laughs> but yeah
Anyways, yeah, hey, uh, that is that is questions for a veteran. Once again, sponsored by the best in the business, Junkyard Monkey Fitness. You ever uh, you you work out a little bit, don't you, Mike? Dude, you gotta get back in it. I know a guy. Junkyard I, Monkey Fitness. I know. It, it, who pays for that 20%? I do. Straight out of my pocket, because I love my fans. This is a so discount. It's... Is, it's dude, it's... Well, dude, I'll, I'll help you. 20% off your first purchase. I will, I will single-handedly take that out of my bank account and my wallet. And I will get you guys back into shape. It's my way of saying thank you for listening to my podcast. Get Lenny a workout plan too. Get your little wiener dog something. I bet he can specialize with that. Yeah, he works out. He runs around too much anyway. <laughs> All right, Mike. Should we talk sports? Yeah. Oh, dude, I don't want to talk sports that much. Um, but hey, Iowa. Iowa's kind of good. The Hawkeyes are, like, maybe the best juggernaut of an offense out there right now, outside of maybe Wisconsin Badgers. What a matchup coming up, by the way. Man, Brian Ferentz has those boys cooking right now. I don't believe it. Oh, dude, you better believe the hype. Iowa football is here to stay. It's not lasted long. No, dude, it's lasted two weeks already. I can start to see the dynamic changing. I, I've never stopped believing in Spencer Petrus. I actually, I never said anything about moving to Padilla, even though we, I mean, I feel like when we're getting blown out, we might as well play Padilla a little bit, which we did against Ohio State. But I always kind of thought Spencer Petrus is pretty good, and he might just be limited with a weaker offensive line than usual and a little bit of, you know, he lost his two best wide receivers, and I was worried. Like, I actually bet the over in this game, which was a disaster because Purdue did not do half of what I expected. But when I bet the over in the Hawkeye game, it was like 43 points or 42 points, and I saw Iowa scored 21 right away. I was like, this is a fucking lock because Purdue's got a really good offense, dude. Like, they're stout. They are I mean, really good, and they proved it. I mean, are they Alabama defense? Probably yes. Not. Yes, they are. They're better than Alabama's defense because who lost Week 10? Alabama lost. Who won? Iowa won. It's, it's just facts. It's numbers and facts, Mike. Iowa won this past week against a good Purdue team. And are we, really, we going to finally get a college football playoffs without Alabama in it? We actually, I'm almost positive we do now. It, it's now it's almost a given at this point. There's got to be so much to happen and teams to lose for Alabama to somehow sneak in with two losses. I'm kind of ready for it. I am too. I'm ready for it. I've uh, been ready for it for a long time. Did you watch that game? Yeah, I did. It was a crazy game. It was awesome. The balls on fucking oh my god, dude! He the balls on that LSU coach to go for two. Was it Brian or is it Brian Kelly or is it Chip Kelly? I forget. I don't think it's Chip Kelly. 
Yeah, I know one of them's at USC or UCLA, and the other one's LSU. I don't really care about them too much. I like watching the games, but to be honest, I did not think LSU was going to do even seven wins this year, and they already have seven wins. They're in this. They're in a very tough SEC, and they've won some big games. It's kind of insane. I mean, the SEC. Well, well, I mean, the Big Ten is probably the second. Yeah, I'd say so, too. And it's getting weird now because I can't figure out, based off all these new alignments, if it'd be the Big 12, because they lost people, or if it'd be the, you know, the Pac-12. Pac, Pac, Pac 12. Is it Pac-10 or Pac-12? I think it's Pac-10, right? Um, anyways, dude, I'm. it's a Tuesday right now. My brain is elsewhere, but... Anyways, in that game, you look at it, and Bryce Young did amazing things again. He had a couple bad plays, but he still had 300 yards. And he did have that interception, but the LSU quarterback, Daniels, did a pretty good job, too. Looks like he ran the ball really well. I watched it, but I was kind of at this bar getting food and a couple drinks, so it was kind of like background music to me. It was really cool to see that Alabama was struggling, though. So that was pretty dope. Bryce Young is, he's good. Uh, that interception in the end zone, I mean, he made that play happen, but just threw it a little bit behind. Do you have a Heisman favorite right now? Yeah, I mean, he <laughs> he plays Big Ten defenses, but he kind of lights it up regardless. I mean, he who'd they play anyways? I'm looking at... Yeah, I mean, they... Uh, Ohio State has a very explosive offense regardless. I can't find the game right now, but it was probably not really a notable... Oh, it was Northwestern. Yeah, they only... <laughs> <laughs> That's no, it was twenty-one to seven. Holy shit, dude! Yeah, I I don't know. Everybody has a bad game though, so I I would probably say CJ would get it this year as long as Ohio State wins out and beats Michigan. I don't see why he shouldn't get it. Michigan, by the way. They uh, they struggled versus Rutgers for a while, and then they just fucking lit it up, and they won 52-17. to 17. They are so physical, it's insane. And I didn't realize how much of a candidate their quarterback was for, like, the NFL draft. He doesn't do that much, but he does things right. Like, J.J. McCarthy is one of the—I was looking at who Packers would look at for potential picks— and based off their picks next year, J.J. McCarthy would be kind of nice to grab just as a backup in case, like, Jordan Love doesn't pan out in two years or something. So, yeah, I already started to do that research. I'm kind of in loser mode right now where I'm kind of thinking about the future. It's just how it's going with my NFL life right now. But would you really want the Packers to draft a QB when they drafted Jordan Love? 
No, that's why I was thinking about McCarthy, because he wouldn't be like a, a first round pick, would he? He'd be like a really good second. Yeah, I mean, we could get him with second, and we might end up with good picks, so that's kind of nice. Let's uh, let's talk about two more games. There were some fun ones, but then we'll talk a lot about the North, I'm guessing. But Tennessee, Georgia, did you watch that game at 3 o'clock? I, I was like half in. I had it on, I was streaming it on my uh, computer while I was playing COD. So I was, nice. I was watching it in the corner of my eye. But Tennessee just laid an egg. Georgia's defense was so stout. They're so good. They are good. I mean, last year they were known for their defense. And is it Quay Walker from? Yeah. Georgia? Yeah. yeah. He's from Georgia. He's my boy, too. I don't care that he got, you know, disqualified from that Bills game. He's the homie still. Yeah. yeah. Their defense is just so good. I mean, for, for a Tennessee offense who scored, what, they scored 40, 49 or 48 on Alabama? <laughs> yeah, it was uh, – I, I have a hard time understanding if Alabama's defense is kind of mid or if Tennessee's just very inconsistent. But I do know Georgia has an outstanding defense. 13 points was really surprising, but it also was at Georgia, and when Tennessee beat Alabama, it was at Rocky Top. So I do understand that in the SEC home field advantage is huge. Yeah, in Alabama – yeah, and I think, yeah, they're big, but I mean, they all kind of are. All the big schools are pretty big rivals against each other, and Georgia included. But this kind of solidified that Georgia might be the best team in the NCAA right now. I really think that with their defense and Stetson Bennett does enough to get by. He, he looks like a very mature quarterback. It's what I was talking about a little while back about how Hendon Hooker's been playing. But, I mean, also, Hendon Hooker's been very mature, but he just went up against a fucking truck, you know? It's hard to go up against that Georgia defense. Yeah, their defense is something else. We're getting to the point where we can talk about this Georgia team along with last year's team. Like, I'll be honest, I don't like to have this conversation too often, but college teams competing against the worst NFL teams, that does happen some years where we can be like, yes, that team could absolutely beat some of the worst NFL teams. This Georgia team might be up to that part. Like, like they might be up to par to beat the Lions or maybe the, the Jaguars or I don't want to say the Bears anymore, but they <laughs> Anyways, I think they could beat some NFL teams this year. I do know as a fact that last year's Georgia team would have beat multiple teams in the NFL last year. And the last time, I mean, the Alabama team from Mac Jones days, that would have beat some NFL teams. And the LSU team with Joe Burrow would have absolutely, I, I think that team actually could have been like middle of the pack. Not wild card, but they could have been about a four-win team, maybe a five-win NFL team with that exact team on the field against NFL players. Like, they were that good. That LSU team with Joe Burrow, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, I mean, 
I would agree with you on that. They were look at all the NFL players from that class. It's insane. They erupted in the NFL immediately. I mean, Joe Burrow didn't have that much around him coming in right away as you wouldn't with like a first, you know, a top pick in the draft. But once he had a couple players, they've just been amazing. Yeah, but this Georgia team. They had two wide receivers that were drafted right yeah. away, and they were impacts immediately. Yep. And Jamar Chase took a year off. He didn't even play for LSU because they were bad. That <laughs> That's a dog move. That's when you know, like, you call the shots. I can't believe his draft capital didn't, didn't go down a bit since he took that year off. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, he was just so talented that people can overlook some things, honestly. Um, Who do you think is better, Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase? I think Justin Jefferson's better. I would say so too right now, but he has a year on him, so we'll see. Yeah, that's true, but if we're talking right now, this year... I think Justin Jefferson's better. I think that your guys' new coach has done a lot of things to be able to get Justin Jefferson open. I do think that you guys have underperformed against some teams that you've played, but it doesn't matter because you've won games, and Justin Jefferson... Here's what I've noticed. The Vikings come out and score the first couple drives right away, and they just maintain that lead throughout as long as they can. They basically come out with a perfect first and second possession, you know, first, second possession when they have the ball, and then they just play as tough as they can to not lose it. You feel that too? It's, so the scripted plays, it's like they're automatic. Yeah. It's like their first drive, their first drive or two is automatic. It's like you can already, you can bet that they'll get a touchdown. You know... The third quarter, before we played the Cardinals, we scored six points total in the third quarter of the first six games. In the third quarter, that's how bad it was. And then we scored 14 in the Cardinals game. But like, and then somehow Kirk Cousins had six game-winning drives in the fourth quarter. So, <laughs> well, I don't know what's going on. If you keep it close enough, he's a good quarterback. And I hate to say it, but he, he might be kind of cool, too. It sucks, but Kirk Cousins might be kind of a cool guy. The whole thing that they do with the chains, it's a little cringy. And at first, I was like, oh, yeah, just enjoy your time before the Packers take over the North. But Packers will not win the division this year. You can quote me on it. And I hate that Kirk Cousins is doing enough to win games he has unbelievable talent around him and a good game plan. And he doesn't need to do that much. He's literally a system quarterback. He is like the staple of a system quarterback, but he does what he needs to. And it seems like the players kind of like him too. I mean, otherwise they wouldn't be like making fun of him, putting chains on him. So. Well, Kevin O'Connell just completely... Mike Zimmer was just an old grouchy... Like a Bill Belichick type, but Bill Ch Bill Belichick can actually win. Yeah. Uh, Mike Zimmer was just a. A lot of people say that. I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts too, and they they say that Mike Zimmer wasn't a big. He was a defensive 
So Kirk Cousins had to be not himself, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, not try and make mistakes because mistakes, he was scared that, you know, they were going to trade him or something like that. But, like, I think Kevin O'Connell's kind of came in here and basically said, you know, it's okay to throw an interception and I want you to throw these. You know, if you watch the game, he threw two 50-50 balls to Justin Jefferson and one was picked off. <laughs> but, like, that's what he wants from him. You know what I mean? And I think he's kind of just, the entire culture changed. It's, it's crazy how the head coach can change the entire culture of a football team. Oh, yeah. I do see that Hawkinson played really well in his first game. He did. He had like three practices with the team, if I remember yeah, right. Yeah, he did three practices and he caught nine balls for like 70 yards. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at that right now. That is really good. So they did not wait long to be able to utilize that tight end. And he's a playmaker. I mean, he. I remember watching him at Iowa. He, he knows how to get open. He can catch the ball and he's great blocking. He's a He's an absolute addition to that line for Dalvin Cook. But, yeah, Justin Jefferson, Hawkinson, they're playmakers. Thielen did all right. Outside of that, they're, they look pretty top-heavy at the receiving routes. <laughs> I don't see very other many people that even, even caught a pass in that game. So, I mean, when your three receivers and three main targets are getting open, I mean, why throw it to anybody else, to be honest? Yeah, KJ Osborne, our wide receiver three, really hasn't. You, we, I thought that he was going to take a big step because he went top 32 and he's definitely regressed, for sure. And I thought maybe he'd step up, but he really hasn't. But we don't need him now. I mean, I was listening to Lock On Locked On Packers podcast. And is that Peter? Is that that Peter yeah, guy? Dude, I fucking yeah. hate that guy. He's so annoying. He was hating, he was hating on the TJ Hawkinson trade hard. Really? He was, he was saying tight ends. He basically said tight ends aren't a big deal unless they're Mike, Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey. So I really think. The, the Packers have two main people that do their journalism. One of them is named Aaron Nagler, and the other guy is that Peter guy you talked about with Locked On. He fucking sucks. We have the worst journalists ever. I, I mean, those are the two main people you'll see come up on Twitter. They're so loud, and they're the epitome of kind of spoiled because Packers kind of, at some point, we can't be the best. And we kind of got to face some adversity. And they they go panic mode like this. And they just get annoying throughout the games. And I I have not muted them or blocked them. But you, you remember John Kuhn, the old fullback, right? Yeah. So he does a podcast that's called Nine to Noon. And he's kind of good. He's smart with it. And he hates on those two because they always post anti-like Aaron Rodgers stuff and... I don't know. It, we do not have a very nice fan base right now. In fact, I have a take that I think it's possibly one of the better things that could have happened because there's a lot of fake Packer fans out there that would definitely just move on to whoever the next new hot team is. 
we're kind of a team that's international and we got a lot of love around the board because we've never been bad. And now it'd be kind of interesting to see if we still have the same amount of fans if we go on a, a year where we don't make the playoffs here, maybe even not next year. I'd like to think we turn it around, maybe make a couple trades or moves over the off season, but I mean, who knows? I don't know what we'll do, but at this point, I am thinking about the Packers like a fun two-hour event every, you know, every, hopefully noon. I hope we only play noon games the rest of the year, and so I get, I get it out of the way right away. If we win, we win. If we lose, damn, that sucks, but then I'm just moving on to the next thing. I was really excited for this year, and now I think I'm just really excited to watch other teams play and being able to know that I'm not putting such weight on my shoulder. Like, we play the Cowboys next week, and I have no expectations for that game. Sometimes that's the best way to be. Sometimes it's like a weight off the shoulders if there's no expectations. Other times it's it's basically saying that you might just not be that good. So. And that's why I'm so excited to watch the Vikings play the Bills with hopefully Josh Allen because – I don't have expectations that they're going to win the game. I just want to see if they can compete with them. And watching them lose to the Jets to Zach Wilson, who I don't think is an established quarterback yet. That sucks. It, it gives everyone hope around the league that like they're beatable. You know yeah. what I mean? Any team is beatable, but the Bills look like you know, clear Super Bowl favorites. I mean, no, no, I actually think that the Chiefs are right now. I know that the Chiefs will beat the Bills when it matters. I'm actually a Chief guy. I have not put any money on a future for this NFL season, but once I solidify in a couple weeks that the Packers might not even make the playoffs, I'm probably going to throw some money on the Chiefs to win it all. I just think this is the year for them. They're always the best, they have the best coach. Per, might be one of the best quarterbacks of all time playing. I mean, I think that if they get through the AFC, I, maybe the Eagles don't even make the Super Bowl. And they're, you know, if anybody besides the Eagles makes it right now, they are it's so beatable. Yeah. yeah. It's not even going to be a fun Super Bowl. Yeah, but I actually think the Chiefs will get out of the AFC. If nothing else happens, everybody's healthy like they are right now with the Chiefs and the Bills, I still would pick the Chiefs to win when it matters because their head-to-head game in the regular season, literally, the Bills won the Super Bowl a couple weeks back, and they were so excited about it. Well, guess who now has the headline news that they can put in their lockers? Well, they can remember when they lost in a game that arguably doesn't matter, it does. There's playoff implications with it, but... Just home field advantage. Yeah, that's about it. If that, I mean, you lose to a couple teams, the Chiefs win a couple games, they still have home field advantage with the better record, but... Anyways, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you a couple questions here. I'm looking at the Vikings schedule, and I need you to say one of two answers. Win, loss. I guess you can say tie two, but... You guys play the Bills next week, win or loss? Loss. Okay, that oh, I should say where it's at, too. That was at Buffalo. So I'd probably agree with that, too. You were talking about rumors earlier with Josh Allen, but I think he'll still – he'll end up playing somehow. Yeah, I, I think 
Anyways, uh, after that, you play the Cowboys in Minneapolis. Win. Yep, I'd probably say that too. You guys are a 325 game, so I think that you guys would probably be um, the America game of the week on Fox for that. So Then you guys play the Patriots at home again. That's a Thursday game. I'd say so too. <laughs> I'd probably say a win with that game. I'd say loss, loss, win versus the Patriots, and then you guys play a noon game against the Jets. Is it, it's at Minneapolis, right? It's at Minneapolis again. I'll say it's a win. Hmm. I'd actually say loss. I think you will for certain lose one of those two games, those gimme games against the Patriots or the Jets. I do think you're going to not be exclusively winning those two games. If we, if we squeeze by two and two on our next four games, we'll be sitting good. All right. After that, you play the Lions. I'll say it's a win. Yeah, it's, it's at Detroit. Ford Field. Yeah, I'll say it's a win. I, yeah. I, I hate doing this because I feel like I'm just going to jinx it so bad. You're at home against the Colts. Home against the Giants. Win. At Lambeau against the Packers. That's so hard to say because... Packers won't get swept, I don't think. No, I don't think they would either. I'll say, I've always thought of that as a loss, so I'll say loss on that. How about we play this game? Our... Arguably, the Packers might be out of playoff contention if things don't turn around because we do have a couple hard games in a row right away, and then we have a stretch at the end where we play nobodies. You guys aren't a nobody, I guess, and that's the second to last week. What if Aaron Rodgers isn't playing at that point in the season? That easily changes that to arguably a loss. So, Yeah, I mean... If the Packers lose the next few games, I could see them playing Jordan Love for the rest of the season. Honestly. I think they that... Gotta, they gotta know their future. This would have to be something that Aaron Rodgers signs off on. So yeah. there's gonna be a lot of politics that go into that whole thing. But I do think if Aaron Rodgers says something like, let's just not get some key players hurt right now, I don't know. There's a lot that could happen. Realistically, I don't think it will happen, and I think we'll stay right on the verge of bubble playoff contention somehow. But um, a, I've thought about this a lot. So, say Minnesota's the number two seed in the NFC, and the Packers get the number seven wild card. <laughs> At Minneapolis, who wins? Dude, I'm going to fucking party if that happens. I will. I might not go to the game, but I'm going downtown in green and yellow. And if if we lose, I might get shot. So that's probably how I how my death's going to go. That's a, like, Aaron, I don't know. I really do. Everyone is making excuses. Kind of. I, Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback that kind of. I watch all of his press conferences. And it seems like he puts the blame on almost everyone else. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He absolutely does that. And he threw that one 
wide open, he completely underthrew that and missed it. Oh, yeah. Who? I feel like he's just definitely... It seems like he doesn't even want it. It seems like he wishes he would have retired last year. Yeah, people ask him that in the interview, too, but, I mean... I don't know. I wouldn't say that in particular, but it doesn't look like he's having fun, but nobody's having fun when they're underachieving in a season. I mean, Tom Brady's doing the same thing, and he flips out, like, almost every other game. So, okay, last game uh, to be able to get an understanding where Vikings fans' heads are at, you play the Bears in Chicago to end the season. For a seven and one team. a favor. I think he's uh, he's undefeated in Super Bowls, but he's awful in the playoffs, and maybe he's just kept our hearts in place by not getting to the Super Bowl so often. So maybe I need to be grateful for that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's up with him, because I, I know the line, the old line has regressed a lot in Green Bay. They can't stay healthy. They move it every other like half game. They move it Yeah. put some emphasis on how you need playmakers at reset at receiver and it's not a game where you can just have the greatest quarterback of all time throw to nobodies I think it really puts into perspective just how much of a team game it is and maybe the Packers unknowingly were coming to the assumption that greatness can be made with the best player of of, you know, one of the best players of all time because he is one of the best quarterbacks has ever played the game. You don't get back-to-back MVPs for nothing, 
But I think we underestimated just how much it takes to make a team gel. So. Yeah, I just there's a lot less talented quarterbacks that are playing with a lot less that I think have worse wide receivers mm-hmm. that are playing better than Rodgers. You think of. And they looked awesome, by the way, last week. They were a fun team to watch. You knew their defense was going to be bad. By the way, I bet the over in that game, and it hit before the third quarter. <laughs> I, they are a, They're kind of fun to watch. They're going to lose most of their games, but they are one of those teams that will score a lot of points, and it will make you feel like it's a, a MAC game. So, but... Any other games you want to talk about? We uh we did we are going a little long on some of these, but any other game in particular you're interested in talking about? I mean, uh, Titans Chiefs game was pretty tight. Chiefs kind of pulled it off. You start to wonder if they're underperforming a little bit because they're keeping some of these worst teams. In this case, the Titans were a 14-point dog. Somehow, they were 14-point underdogs. I have no idea who, how that spread was made. I didn't take it. I thought it was the most obvious bet to take in history, but I didn't take it because I just it felt like Vegas was telling us something that we didn't recognize, but the Titans are a good team. So, Chiefs won by three in overtime, but you do feel like they can't keep playing this game where they have to turn it on at the end and maybe they could just be like the Eagles and kill a team that you need to kill, so. Yeah, but the Eagles do have the, the Eagles do have the uh, easiest schedule in the NFL. Statistically? By record, so they did like a whole record, like record standings right now, they have the 32nd, um, Easiest schedule in the NFL. Huh. I didn't know that. Um, Well, the Packers and the Vikings basically play almost all the same teams. So they should be around the same thing with the Vikings, but... Yeah, I saw that. Uh, When I was... Because I keep going... I keep playing, like, the loser game, where I keep looking at how many games you have to lose for us to have a chance at the division, and... I've ran the algorithm like 700 times now, and it is not possible, in my opinion, for us to win the North. But there's a chance at a wild card. We just need the NFC East to kind of beat up on each other. Yeah, they... they have the Eagles and Cowboys played? Yeah, one time. Uh, yeah, Eagles beat them. Uh, it was a Cooper Rush game. So the Buccaneers beat the Rams. That would have been like one of the best games going into the season. And it was a fairly boring game where Tampa Bay didn't do much. And then they allowed Tom Brady to have a chance at the end to win the game. And of course he did. And the Buccaneers at four and five are now on top of the AFC South. I fucking hate that so much. That is that is so hard to hear right now. It is. I mean, it's just like the NFC. The last two or three years, like, everyone called them the NFC least for a reason. I mean, I think the Eagles won the division two years ago, and they were 
lot to talk about. To be honest, I watched the Monday night game, but I mostly just kind of tinkered on like the scores in my fantasy team uh, for most of Sunday because I was pretty bummed out. We lost that game and did nothing on offense the entire day. So, I, I mean, like I said at the beginning, I watched Pink Panther and I watched that podcast movie that my mom kind of rented out and in a sense, she made me watch it. It had some good characters like Ashton Kutcher and BJ Novak in it, but it wasn't much. So I, I did not invest that much time for this week's podcast in the NFL. I'm starting to get into depression mode with the NFL, and I'm putting more of my energy towards the people's top 10 and the uh, college football. So Anyways, let's move on. We have what's hot, what's not next. Mike, do you want to start us off with what's hot for this week? Yeah. I, I had two of them, but I can't remember my second one. But what's hot is Kirk O'Chains. I mean, every, everyone's talking about it. Is that what they're calling it? Kirk O'Chains? Yeah, Kirk O'Chains. Yeah, Chains, I... Huh, I thought uh I thought it was Kirk Thuggins. <laughs> Man, dude, I hate that Kirk Cousins is kinda cool now. I liked it when he was like the dorky guy that was the sponsor for or he was like the spokesperson for Pizza Ranch. That's the one with the buffet, right? Pizza Ranch? Yeah. Yeah, so I was content for him just to be a dork and I hate that the Vikings are trying to make him look kind of cool and that you guys are having that much success. I'm I'm a complete loser right now, though. I'm a hater, so I won't even listen to what I say. <laughs> no, I just... He, I don't know. It's just weird how his entire, like... Everything just changed for him. It was weird. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Like, he goes from being, like, this... This, like, politician of a quarterback yeah with rap music in the back too to be honest if i was pizza ranch i would start to rethink that him being my spokesperson is a good thing that's a family friendly restaurant <laughs> it's probably better for him because he gets more media attention <laughs> no it is it is Well, let's think about this in a different way. It's definitely like a team bonding thing. The Vikings have an extra motivation to win every week on the road because if they get in the plane back, they know that they're going to be all over ESPN because their dorky quarterback puts on a bunch of chains and listens to rap music. Like, it's, it's fucking stupid, but it's so funny that everybody's just going to watch it anyways. When he went on the like the Manning show when they watched the football game. <laughs> no, I I heard about it, but I don't watch the Manning cast on ESPN two. <laughs> I just saw a, a Twitter video of it, and like they asked him. Well, I watched the. Uh, oh, what's his name? The Hunter. Oh, Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee. He's fucking awesome. With the, Yeah. Yeah, about him being strapped with his eight pack and everything. <laughs> yeah, he's a pretty lean guy. 
Yeah, he's uh, he actually had a shirt off this time. He was he. I don't know what went into him. I mean, that was very inappropriate for TV. I I had to hide my kids from watching that insulting video. But anyways, yeah, Kirk Cousins is is kind of cool now, and I. I don't know, dude. I don't like this world and how, what it's become where the Jets are good, the Giants are decent, and Kirk Cousins is cool. It makes no sense to me, and I kind of wish we could just go back to the good old days, you know, when the Packers and Buccaneers were good. Kirk Cousins is going to lose a game in the playoffs, though, because he, he can't play in primetime games, so... <laughs> <laughs> You never know. Um, at some point, maybe the, you know all that flex scheduling that's going on right now. Maybe, yeah. maybe Vikings can manipulate that a little bit and try to make it so it's a noon game. <laughs> well, they're talking about flexing the Bills and Vikings game next week in the world, and I listened to the Vikings podcast, and I was thinking the same thing. They better not flex it to prime time. Yeah, dude, keep it at noon. <laughs> Um, so, you know Big Cat, right? Um, the barstool guy? He's a degenerate gambler, so I follow a lot of the stuff that he does. I get interested, especially for college football, but the other day, he was making, like, some jokes with the NFL, and I checked, like, his comments, and there was this funny-ass meme of Kirk Cousins, and it's called him the, the new nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I think he had the chains on and everything, and it was like one of the most hilarious memes that I've seen with football. So that was that was hilarious, man. All right. Anyways, that your what's hot was. Can you repeat that? I I call him Kirk Thuggins, but you call him a different name. Kirk I'm not gonna like. I don't think that's gonna catch on. It's, it's Lil Kirk O'Chains. Lil Kirk O'Chains. Interesting. Yeah, like Will. Yeah, it's like the Malto meal. It's kind of got that feel to it with the name. Like I used to eat every single day when I was a kid. So, all right, my uh, I'll do my what's hot. I have streamers as my what's hot. I uh, I love hyping up streamers. I had Cody Co a couple weeks back, and right now I have streamers for Jake Paul. Uh, I talked about him last week. He beat he boxed Silva. He's honestly a uh, senior home killer at this point but big news he won a lot of money beating Silva and then what do you know next week his brother Logan Paul was competing in the undisputed WWE championship versus Roman Reign he did lose but when he you know he competed in a pretty high viewing event and in that kind of industry that's really all that matters what also happened was Jake Paul made an appearance and it was kind of funny he came out and walked out to team like Team Ten. That song, you remember that jingle? Team Ten. Team Team with an M. Team Ten. No, that doesn't ring a bell. So you would have been about a junior, and Logan Paul and Jake Paul both like had that. They were basically doing like a a family debate, and so they came out with different teams, and Jake Paul's was Team Ten. I didn't watch Jake. Dude, dude, you gotta keep up with the streamers. They're uh, the Paul brothers, impulsive. I mean, they're they're doing some stuff over there, man. They're making millions. Well, yeah, he makes millions off of killing, 
Did you hear a statistic I dropped last week about Jake Paul? What? He is the fourth leading cause of elderly deaths currently. Right behind the flu, COVID, and heart disease. <laughs> no, dude, it's true. I found it on Wall Street Journal. It's got to be factual. Yeah. TMZ also put something on their blog about it. So, Anyways, there's one more streamer, though. He's not as well known. His name's Eric. He's by far my favorite YouTuber. He's awesome. Give him a look on his YouTube channel if you get bored one day. He's hosting the streamies. That's a thing. Some people don't know about it, but if you listen to podcasts, watch YouTube videos, you've got to be familiar with the streamies. So Eric is, po is hosting this year, and it's huge because within two years, he's gotten to 10 million viewers start to finish. That's insane. He's hosting the biggest pizza party, Mike, believe it or not. I don't even know who this guy is. Eric Decker, remember the name. And he is not the Wisconsin former post. He is Eric not. Decker. Yep, Eric Decker. Look him up. He's pretty fucking cool, dude. He's a goofball. He actually has a similar sense of humor as I do, and so I kind of like it. Kind of like weird, goofy. So does Ryan Trahan, though, as well. But I'm trying to I adapt. That entire series that you told me to watch. You did? How did you like the, it? The whole Penny series? Yeah. I was like addicted to it. Dude. I would wake up and look at, usually he uploaded it at like 8 or 9 a.m. Or 10, I think. I think it was, it was 9.30. It was 9.30. I watched it yeah, at that I'd time. Be, I'd just be sitting on the couch at work and I'd just wait for it and then I'd watch it right away. It wait, was good. Did you watch it live though? I watched it live. I literally blocked off time on my calendar to watch the Penny series at 9.30 when it was out in June. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Ryan Trahan posted this big event. Uh, he came out with a new episode every single day, and for 30 days he was traveling across the United States, uh, and he started with a penny, and he was going to deliver a penny to Mr. Beast. Very good episodes. I watched it live. I found out about it when it was day three, and I caught up, and it was fucking awesome. Dude, I'm so glad you watched it because I was hyped watching it. I posted on my Instagram story the second he made it to Mr. Beast. Oh, spoiler alert, by the way. So. All right. Uh, yeah, that's my what's hot. Do you have a what's not, Mike? Actually, mine's been pretty good lately. I get six a day just from stupid ads. That's interesting. Yeah, I saw a lot of stuff on Twitter about that today. Luckily, mine's been all right. But if I'm being honest, right before I got on, so I used to be on Hinge a little bit. I haven't used it in about a month, I'd say. But even though I hadn't touched it, I randomly got this one girl that sent me a message that said, did you vote today, smiley face? And I had not talked to her in like two months. But she was, <laughs> I think that she was like, she had to be some type of person working for a candidate because she's like, oh, if you haven't voted, it's, you got time to vote for Eric 
Um, you know, what's a Minnesota? Larson. Eric Larson is kind of a Minnesota name. So, I don't know, dude. That was weird. That's the closest I got today to a campaign ad. And Grandma Vicky telling me to go out and vote because she's... I'm surprised a... you didn't group text that. What's that? I'm surprised Grandma Vicky didn't group text that. Dude, I'm so shocked, too. I don't know if she only really cared about the Minnesota votes and whatnot because at this time of year it really only matters for the state, but... Dude, it was it was weird. I, I did not want to receive that text because I was having so much time never thinking about politics. But I'm glad that I did because I learned that I have a potential future starting a party that could legalize sports betting. They already are doing it. They're going all out on the marijuana thing, dude. Minnesota is a big pot state right now. And I'm going to change that. Inevitably, at some point, I think that it might be legal. And once that is over and we don't have to have political parties about it, I'm going to start a revolution with sports betting. I don't see the problem with sports betting. Dude, I know. I don't know why it's not legal throughout the United States. I get that it's a state issue and it shouldn't be legal at the federal level, but I don't know why people have not done it more. There's only like nine states that allow it. I, of course, everybody knows how to do it. Like, I use Bavada. That's how I make all my bets. But it's, uh, <laughs> that I have a political future in my life. For a dude as apolitical as myself, I'm going to do the one thing that I remotely kind of care about right now, and that I'm going to go all in on it. I'm going to be the next Grandma Vicky. All right, um, that's what your what's not. My what's not has to do with the lottery. So the Powerball, did you see that somebody actually claimed the Powerball today? I did not. I actually, I never buy lottery tickets and stuff like that, but I actually put in a, an okay amount into it once I saw it got up to $1.6 billion. Like, why the fuck not me? We are in a meeting on Thursday. It was like an IPT meeting, which is super corporate as fuck, but we were in it anyways. And they started talking about the Powerball. And then I totally did not know about the Powerball till last Thursday. And I went out and I bought, I think, about 20 tickets. Like, I just went to the gas station right next to my house pretty much right after that meeting and bought, like, 15. And then later on, when I saw that it got to $2 billion and nobody won it on Saturday, I think the last drawing was. When nobody won it on Saturday, I bought about... Five more, so I think my total was up to about 20, but <laughs> it was useless. It, it's worse than pull tabs. Well, of course it's worse than pull tabs. Nobody wins the fucking lottery, but yeah, somebody from Altadena, California won. For people that obviously don't know that, that's basically a suburb of LA, so... Yeah, the lottery is what's not. And I guess there's another one that I posted on the Twitter page. By the way, if you don't follow us on Twitter, it's at untitled underscore the pod. Give us a follow. We post some funny shit. Uh, the Chinese lottery. <laughs> so a man won $30 million. He says that he, would, he will keep it a secret from his wife and children to avoid making them lazy. <laughs> would you... Would, would you would you ever do that with your kids or uh, or Kate? No, I'd be, we'd be falling out. 
you're just getting everything or renting out like a whole entire condo complex, maybe go down and get a vacation home down south. I mean, it's $30 million, so you could buy a couple properties. Well, I, knew, I know what I'd do if I was the lottery. What would you do? I would, since we live in Iowa, I'd buy a bunch of farmland. I'd buy a whole bunch of equipment, and then I'd, I'd have my dad and brother. I'd pay them enough to where they could retire, get out of their jobs, and then if Todd... Would you buy our land? Be honest. Would you if you could? Like, if I won the lottery? Yeah, if you won all that money and you wanted to buy land, like, would you buy it from us, too? Well, Todd would be in on the business, I hope. Yeah, that's true. TDF3 Corp. Yeah, well, it would be like... I don't know how we can join that, but... That's what I would do. I would buy because farmland is generational wealth. Yeah. Farming is generational wealth. And if I won 25, 30, mil, 30 million dollars, I'd pay all three of them enough to quit their jobs. And then we'd buy farmland, buy equipment, and we'd farm for the rest of our lives. I like it. If I ever won 30 million dollars, I would put. I would buy a couple, I would buy a property down south and I would, I would buy a vacation home for sure. And then I would probably put like $4 million on a football game. And then I would invest the rest into the podcast because I love my viewers and I'm thankful that they're there for me. And I probably, I don't know if I totally quit my job for 30 million. I think I'd definitely go part time and just say, fuck it, I don't need money. But I, I know I'd get so lazy and so tired of not doing anything if I didn't have any type of job. So. Then you could focus on the pot. Dude, I absolutely could. I mean, you'd be free. I mean, you could, you could start a business. You could, I mean. Dude, I would just reinvest all my capital into my viewers. And I would start doing iPhone giveaways. I hear that's how they all do it to get big. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Beast. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, dude. I, uh, I, I don't know, dude. I, I was starting to come up with an idea when I bought, like, those 25. I was trying to think of all that I could do with, like, a couple billion dollars. And I immediately knew I would get a vacation home. It's just, what else would I get? And... I don't think I'd want to stop my job that's like remote because I do kind of like it. And as long as I can maybe get away from talking to customers all day and maybe just entering orders and doing manual tasks like I used to do as an intern. Like I, I'd love that shit because that would keep me busy for like 20 hours a day. And then I just watch movies and shit the rest of the day. Record a couple pods, maybe start doing it two times a week. I don't know, dude. Get packed. If you want $1.6 billion Dude, I don't think so. I think that I'd like basically become an intern because I would be bored, dude. Yeah, but you would find things to do. I mean, you could travel to you if you were smart, remotely smart with your money at one point six billion dollars. You couldn't spend that in your lifetime. You think if so? You remotely smart. So invested some of it. Hire a stockbroker. Invest some of it. 
you could you literally wouldn't have to work for the rest of your life. I actually have been studying up on finances lately. I've been reading uh, Dennis Rodman and Mike Tyson's new book. Um, it great reads, by the way. They basically taught me how you can blow that amount of money in not only years but within you know within a couple months. There's ways out there, Michael, and I'm ready. I'm ready to fucking blow it. All right. Um, that's what's hot, what's not. So we have a couple more segments. Uh, you ready for the people's top ten, dude? This is this is easily my favorite segment right now. I uh, the people, you know, week ten is in the books, and now we move on to week eleven with the people's top ten. These are your winners, and these are your teams being recognized for this next week in college football. It's awesome, dude. Uh, the board, the board reviewed everybody after they spoke. The people spoke. The board reviewed, and it is now officially in the books. So, at number one, once again in the people's top ten for week eleven, we have Tulane now eight and one at the spread. We do know there's a red wave with the Republicans. We do know there's a blue wave with the Democrats. But what do we care about, Mike? The green wave, right? The green wave, baby. So last week, Tulsa, last week Tulane beat Tulsa 27-17 as six-and-a-half-point favorites. And they are, they are officially the back-to-back -back people's top ten number one. There's only a handful of people that have been number one in the people's top ten since it originated this year. Tulane is starting to become a dynasty. Next week, they, uh, they play UCF, Central Florida. They were, when I did this, they were one-point favorites. But remember, every, every next week spread with all these Saturday games are bound to change as it gets closer. At number two, we have Texas Christian University, otherwise known as TCU. The undefeated Horn Dogs are not only in your college football playoffs at this moment, but they are number two in the people's top 10. At 7-1-1 one one at the spread, last week they won 34-24 versus Texas Tech on the road as eight-and-a-half-point eight favorites. Boy, TCU did it again. Those Horn Frogs are horned up right now at the number two spot. And next week they go into Austin, Texas to face the Longhorns as seven-point underdogs. How in the world can the number two team in the nation be seven-point underdogs? I think that's going to change by the time the pre-snap pre spread hits. So... At number three, the Tigers of Memphis at 8-1 and one at the over. Last week they lost to University of Central Florida 28-35. But hold up, what was the over? 60.5. Do a little math. They killed the over last week. Actually, they didn't kill it, but they, were, they did beat the over by three points. So good for them. Next week they go to Tulsa in a... a Total points that is currently at 62. We got high rollers over there in Memphis. 62 is a lot of points, but nothing those champions of the athletic conference have not faced yet. At number four, 
Rock Chalk Jayhawk, baby. They are the most fluctuating team in the people's top 10 since it originated, but boy, are they stable. Currently 7-1-1 one one at the spread. They killed o Oklahoma State University 37-16. to do, do note that they played a backup quarterback, but they were only three-point favorites. Not only are they tearing down field goals, and absolutely killing Vegas, but they are now bowl eligible for the first time in a long time. So give it to the Jayhawks, an official football school. Next week, they go play Texas Tech, and they are currently four-and-a-half-point underdogs. Boy, I like that right there. I might actually bet my own money on that. Anyways, number five, we have Houston. What? Another athletic conference team? Well, you heard it here first. 8-1 and one at the over. Last week, they lost 67-77 to 77 versus Southern Methodist University, otherwise known as SMU. In a game that was supposed to be around 66 points, the Houston football team almost scored 66? That is absolutely insane. They are driving their way up the standings in the people's top 10 with their performance. Next week, they go play Temple in a game that's supposed to be a total points of 60. So, number six, never say that uh, the Missouri Tigers aren't worth anything because, boy, is their defense good enough to hit the under. Currently, 8-1 at the under. Last week, they lost in a competitive nail-biter against Kentucky, 21-17. Not only was my buddy Gage Thompson there repping the Tigers, but he was able to witness greatness with the Missouri Tigers moving up the standings to the number six spot. Next week, they play a very competitive game versus Tennessee at Rocky Top in a game that's currently total points of 56. I actually really like that because that's a lot of points for a competitive de defensive team like Missouri. Just remember what they did to Georgia, guys. Missouri Tigers, number six in the people's top ten. At number seven, we have Louisiana Tech, currently 7-1-1 seven, seven, one one at the over. Last week, they beat Middle Tennessee 40-24 to in a game that was supposed to be 20... Uh, 64 points total. So understand that they were in the people's top 10 at the seven spot last week, and they will stay there because they did not win nor lose. In fact, they pushed. <clears throat> Next week, they play Texas San Antonio. Uh, that does not have a spread up yet, so I cannot give you information on that quite yet. At number eight, Mmm, we got the Kentucky football team over here. Eight and one at the under. I already talked about Missouri Tigers, but boy, oh boy, Kentucky's kind of, they're cooking up something over there down south. They did beat Mizzou 21 to 17 in a game that was supposed to be equal to 40 points. But more importantly, they hit the under. Once again, so they go in as the eighth spot in the people's top 10 to Vanderbilt in a game that's supposed to be 50 points. Kentucky, a very solid SEC team, will have to put their defense on the field to be able to keep this under 50 points. Vanderbilt's really bad. 
Number nine, we have a team that is currently playing right now. Miami, Ohio, 8-1 at the under. Absolutely killers at the under. In fact, I put my own money on this game. Miami, Ohio is currently playing Ohio in a game that's supposed to be equal to 52 points. I bet the under, disclaimer. Gamble at your own risk. So last week they did win 27 to 9 versus Akron in a game that was supposed to have total points up to 51 and a half. While I'm talking, Mike, can you look up the score of the Miami Ohio game? I'm actually curious now. At number 10 and rounding off the people's top 10 this week, we have who? Isn't rice a Chinese food? No way, Jose. Rice is rounding off this week's People's Top 10. Currently 8-1 at the over. They won last week 37-30 versus Texas El Paso in a game that was supposed to have total points of 47. Next week, they play Western Kentucky, and as of my last look, that game had total points of 61.5. I think that's a little too many points to give this Rice defense, if you ask me. But gamble at your own discretion. Rice making some noise in the People's Top 10. And that is your People's Top 10 Week 11 version. It's 7-7, seven 7 seven, seven minutes and quarter two. <laughs> Let's go, baby. So 52 points when I put it in. 7-7, seven seven, not halftime yet. That's 14 points. Let's just start doing a little bit of math. Um, let's say that they score one more touchdown. This um, That would be 21 points. They are killing the under of 52 points right now. I love this. I love making money off of teams that are in the MAC. I'm the best at it right now. So, And no, I'm not. Uh, disclaimer, do not take my bets on this next one. It's completely theme-based. I will admit, I will put money on every single one of these bets that I'm about to give on this next segment, but it is completely theme-based, and it's because I am patriotic towards America, and I'm grateful for the great nation that is the Philippines. Thank you for listening. Anyways, last segment of the day, we have the Veterans Locks. Thank you for your service, Mike, and in your honor, I will put my own money on these four games that are complete locks in the best way. First bet and the best bet of the week is Navy plus 17 and a half versus Notre Dame. What? Notre Dame just beat Clemson, didn't they, Travis? Well, yes, they did. And there are such things as hangovers. Michael's had a couple in his life. I've had a couple in my life. After you have a big night partying, beating a playoff team, you come out and face a gritty Navy team. Not to mention on Veterans Day weekend, no. Will Notre Dame win? Yes. Will they win by more than 17 points? Absolutely not. Michael, will they win by more than 17 points? No. It's absolutely impossible. I ran the numbers. I put the algorithm 700,000 times and counting. And I have not seen one one segment where the Notre Dame Fighting Irish beat the Navy midshipmen by more than 17 points. Lock it in. There's absolutely no way that fails. 
Next one, we have Army plus nine versus Troy. Who is Troy? I thought that he was a dude off of High School Musical. Well, there's a football team that sucks ass. Pick Army not only to cover nine, just pick them to cover nine, but they will probably win too because this is their week and this is Michael's week and we are there for them as much as can be. Let's go, um, let's go America. At number three, we have the Air Force versus New Mexico. This has a huge spread right now. Do not take the spread. They will not cover the spread. But I tell you what, this game total points will go over 37 and a half. It is just easy money. Take it. Air Force is actually kind of fun to watch. Out of all the teams I just listed, Air Force actually has a bit of an offense. So do take the over on points for that game. The last game, the last lock of the week. I hate betting on the Packers. But Dallas at the Packers, we're going under 43 points. I think that line will even move a little bit. Packers did not even score double digits last week. I hate to say it because I will absolutely not take whatever the spread is against Dallas right now, but I will take the under because if there's one thing I want to be happy with this year, it's our defense. Lock it in. We're going to do some things and this is going to be a defensive game because our government spends so much money on defense that these two teams should be able to use a little bit of it. Right, Mike? Yeah. It's I just... Mean, I mean, both those defenses are really good, so... Yes. You heard it here first. Packers, Dallas... At Lambeau. What? Under 43 points. I mean, the, if the Packers can't score double digits against a historically horrible defense this year, the Detroit Lions, I mean, they're not going to score double digits in, on a defense who's actually really good. Yeah, I'm so afraid that Micah Parsons is actually going to hurt one of our players, too. That would suck. Imagine Aaron Jones goes down. That is literally the last thing I had going for me this year. If he goes down, I'm... <sighs> that would suck. I don't know, because the Packers could play up to their potential. They do sometimes, but... They played okay against the Bills. I mean... No, they didn't. 17, 20 points, I think. I, I think we covered the spread. <laughs> I mean, it was 10 and a half points, though. That's insane. What? Is 10 and a half points? No, no, against the Bills. We covered the spread when it was like 10 and a half points, but any team that's double digit underdogs is not, that's not a fun thing to talk about, so. All right, yep, those are the veteran locks. Lock them in. We are all about America's greatest defense this week, and we're also all about the Cowboys down in Texas. Arlington, Texas, what? They spent some of their money down there. It's going to be a very low-scoring game. Lock them in right now. That is Untitled, Episode 8. As I said, today is November 8th. We had... My brother-in-law, Michael Fioni, former Marine Corps member, in, uh, in to talk a little bit about sports, a little bit about politics. What? No way, Jose. Not on voting election day. And uh, we talked just a little bit about, actually, probably way more about movies than I was anticipating. But, 
Yeah, that is our episode today. Uh, hey, thanks for joining today, Mike, by the way. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, and, and I joked a lot. Seriously, uh, thank you for, um, thank you for uh, your service back in, you know, back in the day. You old days, the good old days. I know, I'm still going to say it anyways. Uh, Junkyard Monkey Fitness. Like I said, they sponsored the questions segment today. Make sure that you go into our bio and try to buy a program. I will personally, you know, because I love all my followers, I will, per I will personally pay for 20% of your first purchase of either a, a merchandise drop or what? A program. I want all my followers to be healthy. Have a great Veterans Day weekend, and I hope all your teams win this next year, guys.